Thanks for tuning in. This is episode number 22. Um, Probably going to be a short one, and it's really more intended to be kind of thought-provoking, just to introduce this idea, um, and just kind of see where it leads, um, something to think about and consider. Um, So, that being said, uh, I want to thank you for either tuning back in uh, continuing this journey with me, uh, or if you're new to this uh, podcast, uh, welcome you. Thanks for coming. Uh, hope to uh, to keep you along for the ride. Um, it's been um, a, a little extended interval since my last uh, upload. Um, I've been pretty busy doing some writing. I'm working on um, I would call them kind of mini books. Um, I have a uh, a book that I'm trying to uh, get into the cleanup editing process, uh, spiritual identity, and then I have another writing that I am nearing completion in the writing portion on um, eschatology, um, rather the you know the study of the end of things. Uh, we kind of talk about the. Um, the, the end of time kind of thing. But uh, anyways, without um, going too deep down that rabbit hole, uh, been pretty busy doing some writing. So uh, excited to see that uh, kind of making some headway. And um, so that's kind of been something that's been drawing some of my attention. Uh, but uh, I am here. I do want to share a bit of this with you. Um, and again, it'll probably be a shorter one. Uh, but without further ado... Um, I was sitting one day and was considering something just kind of came to my mind and it was the question, do comets coincide with famines? And after kind of pausing to think on this for just a second, I mean, it struck me as an interesting question and, and many times this is how a kind of a thought trail begins with with this question being posed in my mind. And uh, I've learned to kind of follow them out and, and see where they lead. Sometimes they lead to amazing discoveries that um, are completely uh, new or novel that I've never heard anywhere. Um, some lead to what feels like in circles. Uh, but I, I have no doubt that uh, the Lord leading me down paths of discovery, whether I understand them in the moment or not. Uh, but I do try to be very diligent in, in, in kind of playing those out to see where they lead. So this is one of those kind of peculiar questions that just came to me. Do comets coincide with famines? Um, now, just to kind of put this at the f- forefront... Um, I, I by no means 
um, would stand in, you know, in front of um, a body of people and say, absolutely, without question, yes. But in my, in my, in my study and a little bit of a digging below the surface, I did find some interesting uh, bit of coinciding. Scripturally, you know, I asked the question, well, you know, what does the Bible say? Is there, is there any kind of like biblical ground to stand on when thinking about something like this? Now, again, this isn't one of those type of topics that is really um, maybe earth shadow shattering. Um, does it, does it really do anything necessarily for strengthening faith or um, ministering Jesus to to a group of people? Um, I don't know. Maybe not so much, but I am a huge believer in pursuing understanding, and in Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And so when I can pursue truth, I am pursuing Christ, um, himself being truth. So I think it is valuable, although um, what eternal value a person could gain from it outside of uh, fa- you know, fascination and um, insights that maybe aren't um, available to everyone. So again, something fun to discuss and uh, and I found it to be kind of interesting. So the question comments, do they coincide with famines? Um, I began to think about a scripture, and, I, and as I looked it up, um, I found it in Luke chapter 21. Um, and here this is a very popular passage where Jesus kind of unpacks some of the, the, um, the things that would happen to the generation there. There's a there's a bit of dialogue where he kind of discusses uh, the coming uh, of the of the Son of Man, the coming of the Lord, and in this looks like it is well twenty one. We'll read in verse ten, but it's really in eleven where I, one of the parts I want to get to. But in chapter twenty one, verse ten of Luke it says, "Then he said to them, Nation will rise against nation." Kingdom against kingdom. Verse 11. There will be great earthquakes, and in various places, famines, pestilences. And there will be terrors and great signs from heaven. But before all this, they will lay their hands on you and persecute you. He goes on to, to say some other things. And uh, we, we always, being very mindful of the audience in which Jesus was speaking to. It was very particular to this group that was standing before him. Um, But what I want to cling to there is his warning that there will be great earthquakes, various places, famines, pestilences. There will be terrors and great signs from heaven. We'll fast forward a little bit and on down in verse, we'll say 24, uh, he says, they will fall by the edge of the sword and be led captive among all nations and Jerusalem will be trotted down by the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles are fulfilled. Verse 25, 
and there will be signs in sun and moon and stars, and upon the earth distress of nations in perplexity at the roaring of the sea and the waves. Men fainting with fear, with foreboding of what is coming on the world, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. So, there is some, there is some talk here about signs in the heavens or in the sky, and there will there will be signs in the sun, moon, and stars upon the earth. So, I believe that there is some biblical precedence for for heavenly, or you could say celestial, signs that are um, that are explaining. Maybe explaining is not a great word. We think of what a sign is. What does a sign? do it it tells you about something that is either on the way or it helps with direction um, a sign is is a hey take a look at this because it's important so when we think about a sign a celestial or a heavenly as in the sky um as we think about the significance of that, it is portraying something, it is revealing something. And the first kind of path I took in looking at this, I just was kind of curious, what are what are some of the documented comets that um, that we that we have that we know of? And I just kind of stuck to some of the more um, maybe widely known or more significant comets throughout the course of time. And I wrote them down and uh, just kind of did a Google search. Some of this is through like Wikipedia. Um, but I wrote down these particular comets and then I thought, okay. Do we have a list of uh, significant famines, a list of famines that have occurred throughout time? And can there be a kind of a match between these comets and these famines? Is there overlap in the time frame? And if there is, then, you know, perhaps this is an interesting, interestingly plausible possibility. So as I begin to look into that, um, I'm just going to kind of walk through some of these. Um, again, as as I as I portray them, we'll find that there's actually quite quite an alarming um, overlap between these comets and famines. Now. These famines are also significant to particular locations, particular countries. The comets that that are being seen, um, obviously, 
based on the location of the comet at the particular time. Certain places are able to see it um, and other places are not. So again, it's um, there. there's really only per perhaps strongly, more strongly, I could say that there's a correlation between um, and not, and I am not saying that a comet is causing a famine. But what I do think is that perhaps these celestial signs, these heavenly, if you will, signs, are a a a foreshadowing or a or a communication of a significant event on earth and as it turns out the significant event is often linked to this as a fam with famines so the first one is the comet of 1680 and we find that in 1680 to 1681 um, was when was was when this comet was visible the end towards the end of 1680 November to February 1681 and as it turns out there was a famine in Sardinia Italy in 1680 and in the 1680s there was a famine in Sahel uh, West Africa there was a comet of 1744 and it was seen late seven, 1743 into the first quarter of 1744 well, in 1738 to 1756, there was a famine in Timbuktu. This is in West Africa. Now there's, you know, it's a bit more. Um, there's a bit more gap on both sides of the comet, so um, not a particularly um, highly convincing overlap, but definitely does exist. Uh, there's a comet of 1843. Uh, we saw this, or it was seen, February 27th of 1843. We see that in 1845, so two years later, to 1857, there was the Highland Potato Famine in Scotland. Also in 1845 to 1849, um, there's just a, the Ireland um, famine where... A significant one million people died. So we do see quite a bit of overlap in this with just a minor gap there at the front end of a couple years. Comet of 1882. This was seen September 1st, 1882. And um, in 1888, so about six years, uh, that's a pretty big gap. But 1888 to 1889, there was... Uh, it's called uh, Orissa and Ganjam, uh, northern Bihar, India. There was a famine there. And also in 1888-1892, so pretty good stretch of years there, there's the uh, Ethiopian famine. Uh, next comet is the comet of 1910. This was, uh, we saw this in January 13th, 1910. And it lasted through the end of January 19th, uh, or through the end of January. Uh, so for a couple of weeks at least, through 1910. And in 1911, 
there was the East Central China Famine. And then in 1914 to 1918, there was a locust swarm, and it killed 200,000 people. I think this is referred to as the Mount Lebanon Famine. The next comet is of 1927. This was seen December 3rd, 1927, through December 18th of 1927. Now, we have three particular famines here. In 1928 to 29, Rwanda and Burundi, the famine. And again in 1928 through 1930, there was a North, northern China famine. Three to ten million people died in this famine. In 1930 to 1931, there was a famine in Madagascar. So quite a bit of, quite a bit of overlap there, and pretty tightly spaced. There's the next comet of 1965. This was seen in October 21st, 1965 through November of 1965. And we see in 1966 to 1967 a famine in Indonesia. In 1968 to 1972. There was the Sahel drought, and this took the lives of its approximated one million people. The next comet of 1976 occurred in early March of 1976, and some have accounted that they saw this in November of 1975. Well, we see in 1975 through 1979, uh, Khmer Rouge, uh, in Cambodia, 500,000 people lost their lives, half a million people, due to this famine. And then uh, the comet of 2007, uh, this was seen visibly in August of 2006 through January 14th of 2007. And we see in this, 2005, and then 2000, from 2005 to 2006, um, Niger and West African famine. And then in 2011 to 2012, Somalia in East Africa experienced a famine. So, just kind of as I took a step back from all of this information, it's pretty alarming how coincided there, there are um, occurrences with these comets and particular famines. Now, some have gaps smaller, larger than others, some are like right on the money. And it's, um, I think it's more than coincidence. I think that God tries to speak to us um, through various mechanisms. And, and the true, the same is true in the, in the, the biblical account. You know, the, uh, the star of Bethlehem uh, led the wise men to the manger to the birthing place of Jesus um, so you know there is a biblical stance to to demonstrate this communication by God through you know through the sky and you know sadly many times you know people will venture into things like astrology and things like that and 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 that can 
be very dangerous because we let it become dysfunctional because these these encounters are not through God and and so anytime we venture outside of the realm of as of God who is who is speaking and is communicating um, we get into very dangerous territory but we know that God made all things God made the stars he made um, he made the all the arrangements of them in in the the upper sky and he made all of the different cosmic bodies and planets and put them all in particular order uh, the bible references even i believe in job talking about different constellations and so um i think that there is a whole realm of this celestial um, knowledge, insight, that that although it must stay rooted in truth in God, but there is a whole realm that we that we don't even have a clue about. That there's there's so much insight to be gained, um, and so I think this is a particular instance where. Um, perhaps comets uh, can uh, communicate. And I'm not talking about comets themselves communicating with us, but a sign in the heavens sent by God to communicate a thing, a truth, a reality. Um, So I think I will um, leave it at that. One thing I will, in closing, say, and, and I... I really did not ever realize the significance of famines on how many people have died throughout throughout history. As you just go through even those and, and some others, uh, the loss of life due to famine is so significant, so significant. And it's something that I never even fathomed before. Of course, I knew famines existed and and, and people would naturally die as a course of that, but it's not something that I that was really ever on my radar until this. So I definitely walk away with this appreciation for, um, you know, the, a kind of a sadness of how much that famines impact people's lives and how much lives have been lost as a result of famines. Um, and this is something that affects, you know, throughout the whole world. Now, naturally, um, you know where I am in the United States, we were blessed with with such an abundance, um, and not all countries can ha- are able to have that or, or claim that, and and so it's a it's a real challenge for sometimes for us each to relate to one another. Um, however, that being said, though, it's just it's mind blowing how significant it affects human life so i definitely walk away with an appreciation of that as i as i kind of learned and unpacked some of this as i looked into it so um but i think that's where we will leave it today um so any any and all of my uh, friends listening in other countries um i just i bless you um i pray that the lord um 
reveal himself to you in a in a intimate and personal way like you've never known. And I just pray and ask that the Lord's favor and abundance be upon your life and the lives of your family. Um, and that in that, God would get glory and honor and, uh, and the name of Jesus would be proclaimed in through that blessing. And, um, and those friends and family in the United States, um, I thank you for joining in. I pray that you be a blessing to others around you, that we keep our eyes ever vigilant on those in need. So I thank you for listening, and I bless you. Until next time. If it means that I'm close to you, I would trade a million lifetimes for a moment here with you. And in your house I hold open the door.